0: When I was growing up, uh, one of my favorite comic books was uh, What If. I think I've talked about it before. <clears throat> Hold on. I'll tell you real quick. No, I won't. <clears throat> but um, the What Ifs, I don't know, they had a... Um, I had always wondered about the perspective of the uh, of the Watcher. Watcher is the, feat, the feature character on it. And uh, what he or it could possibly see, you know, that uh, I was trying to imagine how it could be real. You know, so I ended up, um, you know, really trying to figure out uh, a lot of things, you know, when it came down to perspective and everything. And then, all of a sudden, one day... I was listening to and watching Star Trek The Next Generation, or Voyager, I can't remember which one it was, and, yeah, it was uh, Next Generation, because it was Geordie. and Q is quasi-mortal. He's basically spending some time on the starship as a mortal, and... He ends up saying there's a, a, a moon that has a descending orbit and it's threatening this planet and if, if the enterprise can't do something about it well literally all life on that planet will, will be decimated because the moon will impact the uh, the planet itself so it's kind of like the star it's the enterprise's responsibility to go through and fix it well Q, in his infinite or not so infinite wisdom, ends up saying to to the crew, well, all you have to do is just change the universal constant for gravity and, you know, ends up making a comment uh, like that. Well, okay, that would work fine and dandy if you were living in a simulation. But then all of a sudden I started thinking about it. Wait a second... Is all of Star Trek, is all of this that I'm watching, the simulation? I couldn't help it. You know, couldn't help but start thinking at that point. You know, every possibility, everything that I'm seeing, you know, that gets fed to me in this world and everything, it, um... (laughs) Oh... I just, uh I don't know, it just makes me realize there are so many different worlds out there, and the watcher's perspective was mine the entire time. I was watching all of reality, and didn't know it. I had come up with this classification system called fiction, because I didn't understand it when I was growing up my mind had created this classification system that made it all make sense and everything, and all of a sudden, once it started clicking and it started making sense, it's just like, well, damn. You know, it all suddenly, in this overarching way, is starting to make sense. It's... Men in Black, you know, the end sequence where the camera keeps on going out, and out, and out, until finally, you know, you see a couple bings playing marbles, or Contact, where as a young girl, Jodie Foster's, you know, talking to the stars, and then all of a sudden you see through her eyes, and all of a sudden time, you know, basically the, you see it go out, and out, and out. You know, from there, and all of a sudden, it's warping back into her own eyes, and at this point, it's just, uh, you know, she's an adult. So, I don't know, it's the whole odd nature, interconnected nature of time and space. And it's kind of weird, and it's kind of cool. So, in any case, um, I'm going to make this short tonight, not right this second, I'm not going to end it, but I've been perusing adult, uh, entertainment, and I'm just looking, right now I've got a, uh, a girl, I'm just having a hard time paying, you know, not paying attention to her, but some cute girl in a yellow dress that's running through a park basically naked, you know, I don't know, I get a kick out of it myself, you know, it's just, the whole playfulness involved with it, it's just like to be, oh, to be there, that would be fun, but, no, but I've been, um, you know, just going through and just doing my usual, I started playing Watchdogs again today, needed to take a break from what I was doing with the other stuff, and I've gone through and done some organization for for the source code and everything, but I don't know. I'm really kind of, like, speechless today. Don't have anything to say. I've been kind of tired all day long. <coughs> but, um, if you look at Q from Q's perspective, the Q that was in Star Trek was in my opinion, kind of like a fragment of a mind, you know, a a neuron, a glimpse into what could be possible, you know, should I or anybody else accept it, and eventually you find your own path and everything to become whatever it is that uh, you imagine becoming. It may not appear exactly like the things that we see on TV, but we well, you know, the way I look at it is, you make it your own. For years I've been paying attention to, like, the Bill Gates's and the Richard Branson's and... You know, those... Well, all the whole terrestrially based con- and constrained entities. It felt hollow, shallow. You know, I mean, if you think about it, at the end, while you may accumulate a lot you know the people that have been wealthy and everything there's you can list them and you can keep on going with that list and the list just keeps going rockefeller all the way to bill gates to warren buffett to to steve jobs you know the, the list there's a list of names of people that have been wealthy and it's just you know it's to the point it's just like what's noteworthy you know, about these individuals. Well sure, Bill Gates created Windows, the operating system. Steve Jobs created, you know, Apple. But what are they to me? I mean they're important to me, clearly. You no, know, but what am I to them? That's actually the better question. What am I to them? That's the whole thing. I can't compete at their level when it comes down to the financial stuff, nor do I want to. I like their inventions, and I have no desire, no desire, I mean, I've I've seen what I've had to work with over the years with Windows as a programmer, and the variations, and all the possibilities, and all the different things that... Microsoft has to consider when they put this thing into place in the inside of one company, let alone, you know, the hundreds of thousands of companies that it's actually at. It's just like with that wealth that Bill Gates has comes a lot of shit. I mean, sure, you get a lot of, you know, good things too. You know, but the responsibility <laughs> that's just something I've avoided successfully my entire life, responsibility. Haven't wanted it. I don't mind having a little responsibility helping my parents out and that kind of stuff. I mean, I've gotten older and that responsibility has come with it. Kind of a desire to get closer to my parents and understand them a little bit better. You know, but the same thing holds true for Warren Buffett, for, you know, anybody that's been wealthy throughout throughout the ages and everything. I think of those two just because those are the two primary two in my day and age. You know, but... Whether or not it's somebody that's created a marvelous invention, you know, it could be... Oh... in blanks so on my mind so blank today. <laughs> Discoveries. You know, like Newton, Copernicus, Galileo, Einstein, you know, theory of relativity, all the way to more recent uh, theorists and physicists like uh, Hawking and Feynman, all the way to biologists like Jane Goodall or Darwin, you know, when it comes down to science, it's just, sure, maybe I might be able to introduce something along those lines of computer science and the ability to be able to tie time and space together via an underlying quantum energy and everything, but is that really what I want to be known for? Not really. It seems shallow. I like the idea of just being known for being me. (laughs) Whatever somebody wants to remember me as. Am I a narcissistic dick? Am I a playful ex-lover? Am I... I don't know. I really don't know. But I guess I don't care. That's the whole thing just being remembered that's the impact i want to make i don't care what it's for <laughs> i'm going to make mistakes so if you're going to remember me for my mistakes so be it i'm going to talk a lot of shit i'm going to i have i should say and i'm i'm going to continue You know, going to the point of being successful at the whole snappy fingers thing and being able to warp space and time. Everything I'm going through is kind of like an education. I'm learning more and more about (laughs) simple things. You know, what I'm starting to consider simple, like drawing in space and bezier curves and movement over time, the fourth dimension, why things are actually stored as a model first, or artificial intelligence behaviors, and the difference between behavioral systems and machine learning, and why machine learning results are so profoundly different than, uh, than human, human learning results. It's all really, for me, interesting. You know, I'm just coming to coming to terms with the fact that I've taken the path of of Q. You know, I'm not that much different than Neo, the path of Neo in the Matrix. And among it, it, just means oh. I don't know, knowing, I guess that the things that I put into my mind are the things that start, that are shaping my, my world around me. You know, it's like programming to some degree. Some things will take the information and will actually process it, you know, and spit that out in the real world. I can't help but have things inside of me, you know, from the chemicals I eat to the air I breathe. Everything, everything has a machine, mechanical component to it. It's actually processing information, and it's actually leveraging it to alter, alter and shape the reality that I know. Yeah, and to some degree it's... Yeah, I'm just a talking random tonight. I don't like it when I'm in this kind of mood. Anyways, I was looking for more of those adult videos, but I started thinking I need some new sites to find different, you know, different ideas for for these uh, videos on. So I mean, I'm finding that in the 1970s and 1980s, there was quite a few of these videos made, you know, particularly for the MTV type stuff and everything, but. As times move on, I think to some degree, the society has worked better to isolate and segment that information, and as a result, I'm seeing less and less it's a, that's available and everything. So, I'm suspecting that it's out there on certain websites. It's just a matter of trying to find it. So that's what I've been doing for the latter half of today. Is just going through and trying to find out which websites and which ones those are, and I found some interesting ones. Most of them are, oh, younger, we'll put it that way, so I'm just like going, okay, well, maybe I just. I'm just gonna follow the lead and see where it all leads and everything. So, in any case, looking for that, and just basically other ideas. So I ended up watching Back to the Future, parts of it again today, and I started uh, taking screenshots of different technology and stuff like that I'm going to be implementing inside this world and everything. So the whole concept, the whole idea is, you know, to just basically... What I'm starting to think is there's a lot of dystopian futures out there, and I started realizing as I'm going through this particularly the last two days and everything that I mock Back to the Future when it first came out, and I did talk about this the other day, but I'm starting to realize that there's some brilliance with that, that whole non-dystopian view, the whole goofy um, vibe to it and everything, uh, and it's also a little bit cleaner and everything, it's just like so that's actually what I'm sitting here thinking and saying. Rather than targeting the year 2020, target a year that's a little bit further out, you know. So what Robert Zemeckis did was he targeted 2015 from the the year 1989. Now, that for me is like, you no, know, I mean he he wasn't spot on with everything, you know. But the cool thing that he did was he actually guided guided the, you know, the world to some degree with his filmmaking and everything, and I think he knows that, too, how profound he's actually changed the world and everything. So, him and Spielberg and all that kind of stuff. It's just like, these guys have made some profound changes. So that's actually what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, it's just like, okay, I'm going to take that and directly input some of these technologies inside a three-dimensional simulated world. You know, so whether or not it's a hologram that I've already discussed it in depth and everything, too, um, I just saw the sign. They've got the Hill Valley sign. Uh, that's actually in listed in two. Where they've got the sky lanes and everything. I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna imp- implement a sky lane. You know, the ability to be able to fly and have sky lanes. And how is it I would actually simulate that? just like, wow, this is a lot of fucking work. (laughs) So, at first I was estimating that I'd actually have this out by 2020, um, you know, for 2020, but it's just like, no, why not be a little bit more, less realistic, 2035, and more or less just basically say, you know what, I'm interested in, in targeting a year that's 15 years ahead, and maybe being a part of that world. I don't know. You know, taking some of the ideas, a lot of the ideas that are back in Back to the Future, mixing it up with things that uh, I currently enjoy. Who knows, by then I may not, but we'll see. And... I don't know. He's coming up with some new ideas for things, too. But, uh, yeah, they've got the Welcome to Hill Valley floating sign. And I found the perfect place for it just outside of, uh, right now it's Los Santos that's undergoing the change and everything, and it's, and I found probably, what do I have? Yeah, about four, seven, twenty-eight, about thirty-five different screenshots here. So one's from the baseball sign, um, this far-fetched bike, a Black & Decker hydrator, where they end up cooking the pizza. Um, one marvelous thing I can actually do pretty quickly is they've got a US News which reports instantly through its hovering um, thing, and the cool thing is there's an alarm system inside the game where I can actually have a, a floating news camera that'll actually appear um, and respond to these events and everything, and it'll be live, I'm thinking, ah, that could actually be kind of interesting, so, um, the Mr. Fusion device, and I'm gonna come up with commercials for that, um, the AT&T phone booth, I'm gonna replace some of the, uh, old-style phone booths with, with new-style phone booths, I know, I should get rid of them, but nope, there's people like me that refuse to carry cell phones, and, the landlines are going to make a comeback. Um, now, what I want to do is uh, there's two companies, Pontiac and uh, Texaco, which I'm going to force to make a comeback just because I've always enjoyed Pontiac, Transams, and that kind of stuff. Wonderful brand name. And what's happened to that? It's pretty much disappeared. So I, d- I think it deserves a comeback. Uh creating the signs, and they've got the skyways, that's what they call it. was a skyway, and I'm going to create the ramp for it, the landing ramp and everything for it, and the hoverboard. That's another thing I'm going to create, too. Then they've got a courthouse mall with underground shops. That's one thing GTA currently doesn't have, and I'm going to implement as well. So, I've got a lot of work ahead of me, but uh, I, I'm liking having watched this. And, uh, as much as I can't bear it, I'm going to watch the, uh, the Biff side of things for other ideas and technology that he may have implemented, or may have actually created in that world and everything. So, in any case, um, yeah, this is just giving me food for thought and everything as I'm going through and playing with this. So I started doing the, uh, creating the sign, and, uh, I just, um... I've got to come up with a way to be able to do textures dynamically and that kind of stuff. But the sign, the uh, the thing about the sign is, if you actually watch the sign in the movie, it floats and it actually reacts to the environment. So, it's actually, f- it's not stuck in one static position, unlike the other holograms. And it's not a hologram, it's a floating sign. It's actually, you know, floating on some kind of power. So... I have to, I mean, I can actually project this thing as a hologram, do the math to actually make it so where it'll bounce up and down based on the wind currents and that kind of stuff, and I think I do have some access to the wind variables and that kind of stuff. But the real question is, you know, is there any way to fix textures onto that? You know, so where the Hill Valley sign itself contains, what is it, uh, Here's the information it contains. It says Hill Valley. Welcome to Hill Valley, uh, Kiwanis International. Welcome, we, this neighborhood watch. Uh, it's got a couple logos on it. Lions Club. a I don't know what that is. It's got a, uh, the Templars, the 4-H Club. So, Hill Valley, Goldie Wilson, Jr. Mayor, a nice place to live. Please fly safely. Ejection seats save lives. So, I'm going to change that to Welcome to Los Angeles and have the current mayor. Actually, 2035. I'm going to have to make it a Schwarzenegger or something like that. Max Schwarzenegger. Is that his name? And Schwar- Schwarzenegger's kid's name. Arnold Schwarzenegger's kids. Catherine Patrick. Chris Joseph Baina <laughs> Patrick Schwarzenegger. That's the one I'll probably shoot for. He looks like a politician. He's a good-looking guy. Romance, Miley Cyrus. I like the guy already. So 25, so in 30, 2035 he will be... thirty-five. 41. Yeah, that's perfect. So yeah, I'll put him as, uh, the mayor of Los Angeles. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, but other than that, I think that's kind of fun. Patrick Schwarzenegger is mayor of Los Angeles. So, there we go. So, 2035 is the... You know what? 2036. Uh, in 2036, the Unix calendars on Unix machines, um, Unix time, actually fails. And we've got a problem with it. I have no doubt that they'll... Let's see, let me see if there's still a problem with it. Unix... Problems with time and the year 2036. Unix, look at the year 2036, 2038 problem. Oh, okay, it's not gonna be a problem. Uh, I'm gonna shoot for 2035. A nice round num- all well, kind of round number. As number of seconds pass and strong as a 32 bit binary integer. Ooh, the year 2038 problem is a bigger one though. Time in many digital systems, never number of seconds passed since 1st n- of January 1970. Such implementations cannot encode times after third terif- <laughs> Nice, pi time. 3.14 UTC on January nineteenth, twenty 2038, and it's listed as just like the Y2K problem. Well this is actually kind of a sizable problem because Microsoft Windows has the same, now it's, it's fixed the problem, so it's a Unix-based problem. Let me see. Microsoft since 1970. Oops. 1970. Is that just boot time? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it is from 1st, 1-1, to 1970. Seventy. <clears throat> My program is second Sense. Yeah, I've seen the, um, maximum year for Microsoft products. (coughs) Let's see. Pull up Excel. Ah, shit. I went through a shutdown frenzy the other day, shutting processes down that I wasn't aware of, and what they were, I think I shut down Office Click to Run, let me see. They have this process that's always running, it's kind of really fucking annoying, so I permanently disabled it, thinking that it was a utility program. I caught a virus the other day that was a pain in the ass. Office, click to run. And the only way I can disable it, there it is, um, is by disabling it at the um, task manager level. So, I actually had to explicitly set the permissions on it, um, turn it off. And that, Office Click to Run, doesn't allow the thing to start up. Unable to. Huh, interesting. Properties. So. The problem deny allow everyone. Well, that would suck. So that should run Excel now. Nope. Office well, click to run. Why are you not running? I should shut down another process necessary for it. Let's try running Word. What did I stop? Date modifying. My oh, board won't even start up either. <clears throat> this is the problem. When you start messing with applications and security permissions, make things not functional. That's not good. Looks like I got a mystery on my hands. Let's make sure it's not that one. I don't remember making changes to that one. Nope. Office click to run. Did I fix you? Yes, I did. So, in any case, I really don't have much of anything else to say today. So, I just thought I'd say hi. Hey. Have a good one. Oh, yeah, that's it.